if you get off task, it will take you almost 30 minutes to get back on task again. Okay, 30 times how many times a day? That will exhaust you out there, right? It will exhaust you. And so, but it does take courage, brother, to really lay everything in there, right? Because you have to look at your own stuff. Right. And I tell people get really detailed. Like I get to, at, to the point where I have like every article, every show I've ever been on, every blog, every tip sheet, every single thing is organized so that it's right there at your fingertips. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with a special guest, Joey, who has had an incredible journey in the Hollywood industry and is now making waves in the world of live streaming and entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive deep into his fascinating origin story and explore the lessons he learned while working on blockbuster movies like Stargate, Independence Day, and Godzilla. Joey's unique perspective on teamwork and community building will inspire you to embrace your own journey and strive for greatness. So, without further ado, let's get started. Joey, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Dude, thank you so much. This is going to be a fun conversation because we had a lot of fun conversation when we met in person and, and we've been chatting back and forth on Messenger. And I'm like, I need to talk a little more, get a little more out of Joey. And especially because you have such an amazing origin story and such an amazing journey that you've been on. I'd love to give us a little sneak peek into where you come from and where are you going? Sure, so an influencer in the Bay Area who his family is a Hollywood family. They're indoctrinated down there. They have, they're all in the business down there. He mm -hmm. met me and he was like, you remind me of my family. And I did not take that as a compliment. Mm -hmm. San Francisco does not think that LA and Hollywood's very, very cool sometimes. Oh, really? He's, you're very driven. There's something about you. And he's, listen, I'm going to be with my brother, who's one of the top agents at a top agency down there. Um, in one week at Bob's Big Boy in Burbank at 9 a.m. And he's, and if you're there, he's, I will make sure my brother helps you to get a job. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's wow. how I got my first show. <laughs> so I was at Bob's Big Boy <laughs> at 8.30 a.m. waiting for the nine o'clock. And um, from there, I was down there for almost 20 years. Wow. I love what you said. You were there at 8.30 for your nine o'clock. Most people get to their nine o'clock at nine o'clock, which means that they're already late. <laughs> so just because you're on time doesn't mean you're on time. You're actually late. So <laughs> I love that. So you've been there. You did that for 20 plus years. Yeah. And how did that experience grow you as a person? Yeah, so I was very fortunate because my mentor, I had mentors who are masters in the business and they are quite a bit older than me. And so they really helped me to have a deeper understanding, one, of how business really runs and it runs off of building deep personal and professional relationships. Down there, even when we go on vacation, we usually go on vacation with people we work with. Mm -hmm. So it's a layer system down there, which I fell in love with. And also too, you work on huge teams. One movie takes hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. So I, the first movie I ever worked on was Stargate. And I remember when we pulled into, into the village and where all the equipment, all the people were, I remember just thinking, wow, it's, there's a lot of people here. Mm -hmm. And that's just, and for just to set up one scene and yeah. for one take, how many people and different details and props and everyone has to work as a team, whether you like each other or not. Oh yeah. You have to work as a team. And so that really helped shape me to be super communicative. Like I'm really in the community. I love teams. Mm. And I would say that's really helped me. That's really shaped me who I am today. I love it. So you're, I don't even know where to begin breaking that down, but it's, it is so true. Those credits at the end of the movies are actual people. And when it says it takes a village, it certainly takes a village, even a town's worth yeah. of people to make something come together so beautifully. Yeah, it's so true. And what was it was extraordinary the first time I saw my name in light. Mm. Right? My brother and I, we were invited to the premiere of the movie, but we didn't, you don't really get to go see the movie, right? Yes. You have to get to the party part really fast and go yeah. help out. And so we snuck out the next day because he, I had got him working on the set. We snuck out and I'll never forget that moment when we both saw our name in credits. And whether, whatever people want to say about Hollywood, mm -hmm. because there's a bad rap sometimes about it, there's not one other industry in this entire world mm -hmm. that actually honors and gives people recognition at that level. Yeah, that is very true. You're in there as a, an expert in your field, and you're bringing that little piece into the entire movie, because one little cog goes wrong, the whole thing doesn't go in place <laughs> truth and you know that's something else that was that really helped shape me in mm -hmm. terms of who I am today is when you're on a set a lot of times the scenes that you think are the best or the scenes that get the biggest laugh yeah are the crew crying a lot of times don't actually make the movie or the show 
they actually hit the, the editing floor. And so when you start learning, as you start learning about what you think might be a failure mm-hmm. or the scene that you're like, oh, that, that scene was, oh, this one's so much better, right? Yeah. You, it gives you a whole different perspective to sit in these editing rooms for hours at a time and really see once you start connecting the dots, what's really working for the whole arch, not just the moment. Yeah. No, you're, you're so right because then they can see the entire timeline so to say, of the whole movie. The one movie that I've been catching up on or only because I've seen the first three and my wife hasn't. So I was like, okay, we're going to watch it from the beginning so then we can go watch the fourth one. Probably know which one I'm talking about. But yes. what's interesting is that what, did they shoot all four movies at the same time? Or, right, because you technically can because you have so much time to fill. But it's interesting to see how these movies come and come forth in, in decades time because it takes so much time to create something like that. Yeah, it's well, it's really expensive too. So there is an end game, right? Because yeah. I mean, to people outside the industry, $100 million or probably with that one in particular is probably more like 150, 200 million. Uh-huh. Um, just the the opening act alone, yeah. but you think that's a lot of money, but what you, when you're really dealing with that many people, that many locations, and all the moving pieces that go into it, mm-hmm. and also to a crew including the talent, they're tired at some point. Yeah, Oof. I remember getting off of one movie, and my boss at the time was like, "Oh, we're already signed for the next one." I'm like. One blockbuster takes you two years. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, like that was cool because you want the job, you got to pay your rent and your lifestyle. But at the same time, you don't have any downtime. And we were wiped out walking on to the next one. Wow. That is amazing. All right. That's been a pretty awesome start into what you are doing. So tell us what you're doing now and where you're taking your own, where's the next chapter being written on for Joey? Sure. So I, three years ago, jumped into the live stream arena and I fell in love with it. And I was taught by very high level mentors how to rock and roll that. I always had an inkling that I wanted to do something that was in alignment with what with my background with the Hollywood mm. background but it wasn't until January of 2023 at Podfest hello sir hello <laughs> that I walked away and I was like game on so when I came back I launched it's called the Superstar Women Entrepreneurs Media Network SWE for short and I have it's it's exclusively by and for women entrepreneurs to find more ease and grace, both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And I've been handpicking content creators and onboarding them. People, some that have never done a live, their whole ever done a live, but I saw, star, I see stardom in them. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough in Hollywood too, I did have that kind of sixth sense for people about stars. Yeah. So I'm now doing this and brother, it was so interesting because other morning, when if you really knew the dream that what came along with the dream would you 
I don't know if we'd really jump, right? Yeah, you would not, no. I wouldn't have jumped, Mm-mm. right? Because it, it's like I'm doing a startup in essence, right? It is, yeah. It makes sense because the other morning I was meditating, doing my daily habits and all the dots were connecting. Oh, you did this, so you would know how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. You're bringing Hollywood, this background in Hollywood and you're pulling it forward, particularly for women. Yeah. In an arena that yes, there are a lot of women content creators, but not particularly maybe as many women entrepreneurs because of the technology, right? Men are more at ease with technology. I I just know Mm -hmm. this from PodFest. Like Mm -hmm. I run around with y'all and you're like showing me the coolest stuff. And I'm (laughs) like, whoa. And all the guys are around you and they're just like eating this up. And I could see even me as a woman going, okay, I'll take this step by step. It's just the way we're built sometimes. Mm -hmm. So bringing that technology into this, teaching that the training and have a system, that brother is where I'm at right now. I love it. Guiding the women entrepreneurs so so that they can be successful and can lead the charges and run with the men in this arena i was in a pretty male dominated arena for 20 years and i'm in podfest two years in a row and i walked literally i got on the plane in florida and i was like we need to bring a lot of women yeah into this arena (laughs) we need to pull up a seat yeah you do man so much story there i love it love it as you go along as you've gone through your journey what gear that you still need or have absolutely didn't use that brought out your essence, right? So you've been with teams, you've been on some amazing films, some of my favorites. Um, looking at the credits here, right? On you, you worked on Independence Day. Was that one of them? Like Stargate, yeah. Godzilla. These are three of my favorite movies I have ever seen. Meeting somebody who got to be face to face or face to face or being right there close to the talent, right there close to the people holding the microphones or whatever have you. It's really interesting to see that we are all simply human beings getting through to create something that's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I think what's really was interesting about the experience because after that I went on to television and then Mm -hmm. I was with a major studio and really jumped into the online world. But what was really interesting about all this is you have to, that, that people are still coming to work with their personal issues. And yet there's so much magic when you have people coming together in alignment. The director is clearly in charge of like the ship, but every person is as important because that vision couldn't come alive without you. Yeah. And when you start seeing yourself not as a number or, but you're a part of this whole, you build a different type of muscle, different kind of confidence muscle about yourself. Yeah. And things are very exciting. They, you're absolutely right. And because here's the thing, 
since you jumped into live streaming, you are now hanging out with other people that are also live streaming. We get to air out the problems of live streaming, right? It's like you you found your community, you found your niche, and it's it's like when you when I wanted to become a beekeeper for six months, I'm just watching videos after videos once here and there, and then finally I watched this one guy, and that was the last video I watched. This guy's here's all the things, but if you really want to get into it, you need to go find a local community of beekeepers. Yeah. You got to take action. And that's the thing with live streaming and cycling and like all of the different things. It was only possible when I found other people that were doing the same thing and, and have the same end goal in mind. And with movies, that's exactly what's happening. This is the end goal we're all getting to. So it's a, it's a whole highway full of people going in the same direction. And you, they can go there faster because there's so much support. There's so much support. Yeah, I totally agree about finding your community. I was in the arena, but I didn't, I knew a couple people. And then Ross Brand was like, why don't you pop fest in 2022? Mm -hmm. We were still in the COVID situation. And I was like, yeah. Like I'm going, like mm -hmm. I got to be around the other fabric yeah. of what's going on because the download and people, the essence, and then being asked the hard questions, it, the community still, it's still a pioneer community. It yeah. really is. And that's another reason why I love it because it's mm -hmm. still that evergreen pioneer community that's super passionate about what yeah. we're all doing and yet very generous with information very 100%, generous 100%, 100%. um i see it as a personal development journey yeah. right because not only are you developing your mental ability but also you're developing the expertise and really getting good at having a conversation getting good at telling a story getting good at because those are all personal developments. And the more I dig into it, the more I'm digging into myself. And it's all, this is revolutionary, right? It's revealing, yeah. it's calming, it's amazing. It's exciting. Yes. It's definitely in front of the eight ball still. And, and yeah. that's, that's mind blowing, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Coming from the industry, I'm still really blown away about how this is still it's not saturated yet, right? I'll meet people all over the world that have mm -hmm. never been on a show. Yeah. And I'm like, you're kidding me. They're like, no, I'm like, well, you want to come on my show? <laughs> like, love to have you. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on the show. I go, it's so fun. It's, it is. And exciting. And yet it will make you a little nervous, a little anxious. Isn't that cool though? It is because it, it's a form of public speaking. You're now... So one thing that I learned when I joined podcasting is that you now can contact events and say, hey, I'm media yeah. because you are technically creating media, live media on the air that is publicly available. And that was really cool to hear. And if you look at the numbers, there's been only a few number of podcasts. In fact, my friend Alex Sanfilippo a podmat just shared the other day that it was podcasting's 20th 20 year birthday 
I saw that. So it's only 20 years old. And the reason it's exploded in the past three years is because people had more time yeah. and the, the technology and the software and capabilities are now here. 72% of the podcasters are using Zoom as a platform to record it. It's awesome. And why? Because we're all stuck at home and okay, how do we talk to other people? Oh, podcasting. Boom. Here we go. And just 3 million podcasts in the world of 4 billion people with maybe, sorry, 3 million podcasts of in a world of 8 billion people where about 4 billion people have access to the internet, right? So looking from that perspective, yes, it is very niche and very brand new. Mm -hmm. It is. It, and I like the... I like the movement around the video component now. Mm -hmm. um, remember way back when the people were vlogging? Yeah. Right? I liked, that was very exciting. I thought that was very cool. I was working mm -hmm. with a talent, with a vlogger for a while. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And now I see this as that mesh. It right? is the mesh, yeah. But what's even cooler now is the amount of technology, like we all have our own little Hollywood studios, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's, that's going to lead to a, a crop of creativity because especially with AI, right? Oh my God. That's yes. going to take us into, it's going to propel things. I can't wait until um, 2024. It, it's going to be, I, I'm excited. Let's see what happens next. Oh, yeah. Tell things fast. What's really interesting now that you've mentioned AI and we have to touch a little bit on it, right? Everybody's got AI in their minds. Every single app that I've been using, that I have been using for the past few years, have an AI component in it. They're using, they're bringing in the APIs and they're plugging in in this application. So now something that I've been using for, the past three years to transcribe, they have this chat GPT, this AI functionality built into it so that I can like literally have a conversation with chat GPT about the episode that I just recorded. And it just, it's cutting down three, four steps for me already. Yeah. So it's going to be present and everything. I was, my wife was telling me something about a glow app too. No, not glow app. It's called the Wonder Weeks. It's something about my youngest is one year old. So we're like, oh, check out Wonder Weeks. Wonder Weeks, it talks about you know the different leaps the kids take for the, in their first 20 months. They go through 10 different leaps. And I was like, no, let's check out this Glow app. I was like, we already have this Glow baby. And they just, they announced, they're like, hey, we have Glow GPT where you can have a conversation <laughs> with Chad GPT about your child or about health things and okay it's and what's fun is that because we know how to use talk to chat gpt no matter where it shows up you can now take that prior experience and apply it in this new context it's all about context now yeah and it's really helpful in terms of streamlining the process because we all know that every minute and every hour of every day is precious Oh, yes. And we, as most entrepreneurs, want more freedom. Mm -hmm. And so this, to me, is the freedom flag. 
Yes. And that's why I'm like, I'm game on board. What else can you all do for us? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Man, Joey, it's been, let's see, trying to phrase this. All right. So we got to hear your journey, how you started, what you got into that 830 meeting at the big boy burger, yeah. right? That's That started your story. Let's take a quick five minute break. And when we come back, I would love for you to share three hacks to take away for our superpreneurs listening to the conversation. We'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been talking with Joey Garrity. It's been such a fun conversation, walking down memory lane and her origin story, the amazing movies that she got to work on, and she's got some amazing hacks. We were just talking in the green room. She's got some amazing hacks. You're going you're gonna to love it. All right, Joey, go for it. Okay, so the first hack is you really want from day one or right now or tonight or today is to get super organized. I love I live in Trello all day and all night because I recently read a book that said that if you get off task, it will take you almost 30 minutes to get back on task again. Okay, 30 times how many times a day that will exhaust you out there. It will exhaust you. And, but it does take courage, brother, to really lay everything in there because you have to look at your own stuff. And I tell people get really detailed. Like I get to the point where I have every article, every show I've ever been on, every blog, every tip sheet, every single thing is organized so that it's right there at your fingertips. So that's the hack number one. I personally, again, use Trello. So that's my hack. And then hack number two is now that you're really organized, I encourage people, if you haven't already, to sit down and come out, come up with your own core value and culture handbook. And the reason being is because it will take you back because it will help you not to go off the rails. In other words, also too, people out there will have an easier time understanding who you are, what you do and what you stand for. If you know what your core values and what your culture is. And with that, you want to be you want to be very detailed with that. I've actually created a handbook for my network. And what it does too is it helps 
who's ever within Cider Network or let's say your employees or however you're rock and rolling your business out there, but it helps you guys to have a conversation where you can come back to a heart center, right? So when someone is going off the rails, rather than shame and blame, just bring them back to your culture and core values. It keeps things from, keeps things more at ease and people can buy into that and also hook into that. And then finally, as you're moving forward, you're going to want to be in forward motion and you're going to need a very large network. In Hollywood, there's a saying, they do not care if you go to Thanksgiving and Christmas with each other, but you better help one another. And down there, if you're not supporting others, and again, you don't have to like each other, but if someone asks for an ask and you don't help them, guess what starts happening to your reputation? It starts going down. Instead, people support those that support them. And so really be generous with being a super connector, bring people on your shows, make the introductions, but build a robust network that will support you because lone wolf behavior doesn't build a million dollar business. My goodness, Joey, those are some amazing hacks. When you mentioned lone wolf behavior, and what's funny is that some of the movies promote that lone wolf behavior. Yeah. Right? But, but the entire community does, right? You're so true. You're so right. But it doesn't work in the real life. No man is an island is absolutely true unless you have everything you need on that island and you don't like talking to people. Watch the movie Castaway. Poor, poor Tom Hanks had to make a made, you know, made up character just so he could survive. Yeah. So don't be an island. Don't be cast away. Be somebody who is supportive, who's who's helping each other and moving the ball forward. Because guess what? At the end of the day, people are going to come and help you in droves because you've helped them along their journey and their hard times. It's so true. It's so true. I believe that we're all puzzle pieces. And as you show up and share your gifts in your gifts with the world and talents with the world, there's another puzzle piece that you're actually pinging mm. that then they can show up in a different way. That's how empowering and powerful we are. Yeah. We really are. It's the, That's like mind-blowing and that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. But lonely behavior is very much supported in community. Mm. And I'm going to say to everyone out there, that's the back door. You want to go in the front door and sit at the VIP lounge? then kick the lone wolf to the curb. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in, in nature, it's not a lone wolf. It's a wolf pack. The lone wolf is only going and checking what's going on. So then it can go call for backup. Hey, here's some good meat up in here. <laughs> so go as a lone wolf to figure out what you need and who is going to be joining your pack. I love Ooh. it. Joey, thank you so much for this amazing hacks. Now comes the point where we jump into our rapid fire questions. Sure. All right, let's check. Let's get right into it. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Knitting. Mm. I think it'd be so much fun. I just saw this craft show on knitting and I was like, that looks amazing. 
<laughs> they have one of the largest communities in the world around knitting. They have conventions around knitting. It's massive. It's amazing. I always wanted to, you know what? But I was always working. Mm -hmm. I always like moving so quickly. So yeah. who knows? I might pick that up someday. You just might get, you might yeah. just might do it. Maybe you have a live stream around knitting. Who knows? <laughs> While we talk about business. Right, um, we're like knitting. Number two, what did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a film director. Mm. I remember asking my neighbor to take me to the library. And there was a there was a kids division on film. And I asked her to help me to check out the books. And they were more like picture books. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking through those. And and I did end up directing. I did, I do have a film, but I never will forget that. That would really mm. stop me. Yeah, you directed the Holy Grail back in 1999. Love it. All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie of all time is Alien, the first mm -hmm. Alien. I'll never forget when the egg cracked mm -hmm. in the opening credits. And I was sitting in this dark theater with my popcorn and my red vines. And... <laughs> I was riveted. And I remember saying to my dad, I'm like, I, I just, I was young. And I remember just thinking, mm -hmm. this is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. My TV show, gosh, I don't, I haven't really, I, I guess from growing up, one of my sure. TV shows mm -hmm. would probably be, oh gosh, I don't know. A Murder, She Wrote or something like that. Murder, She Wrote. I remember you know, that like, one. Like, I, I always like these little thriller, little mysteries. Yeah. But of course, Star Trek. Because I like sci-fi. So. Yes. Awesome. I love it. Next question. What movie would you choose, Joey, if you got to play a character in it? Okay. I would choose Excalibur. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, why? Because I would love to play Merlin. Mm. I would love to play King Arthur. Yeah. I like, I just think that movie is so fascinating. And the special effects back then, they did really well. They did. They did an amazing job. Awesome. I love it. All right. Next up, my favorite question is, who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero would be my mom. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah, my mom, my grandmother, my grand, my great-grandmother... They were all entrepreneurs mm. and my grandmother and my great grandmother were very successful entrepreneurs. And my mom went into that, but then became a teacher, which is amazing. She did yeah. that for 36 years. Amazing. And she always was, she was always really great with me. She never, she never told me what to be or how to be, mm -hmm. but she did tell me to be courageous. Yeah. That's so important. And, and as a parent, and a father of four kids, those are some of the lessons I'm telling them every day, right? Be courageous, keep at it, because yeah. the solution is right around the corner. You just gotta, just gotta inch and get to it. Yeah, time is your best friend. That mm -hmm. was my. I remember that as early as six, hearing that from my mom. Wow, time Dude, is like, your, time's best your best friend. friend. Time's your best friend, and that is. I feel so. I feel fully invested and that's the truth time mm -hmm. is your best friend i love it all right last question 
If you were a board game, what would it be? Oh gosh, it had to be Monopoly, right? Mm. I loved, oh, those are such good memories. I loved playing Monopoly with my dad. And and just, that was the first time you really, I started understanding that money could get you places. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? (laughs) And I like luxury. I I liked the little mansions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Sweet. All right. Thank you so much, Joey. This was a wonderful conversation. I appreciate your time and energy. And where can my superpreneurs find you? Sure, you guys can find us on YouTube. It's Superstar Women Entrepreneurs Media Network. And you can find us on all those different social medias. And you can find me, Joey Garrity, my name, Joey Garrity, everywhere. Awesome. I love it. We'll be sure to include the links in the show notes and catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much again. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 